Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the broadcast. A great show lined up for you. In our guest segment tonight, coming up in 29 minutes, is author and researcher Lisa Peace. We'll be talking about the RFK assassination we had her with us a few months ago it was a tremendous interview we've got a really good response from you our listeners about it and now that we're doing the show commercial free i thought let's bring her back let's do this right and we'll have an uninterrupted discussion with her starting at the bottom of the hour next week we have an editor from international living magazine which is a program we love to do at least once or twice a year, talking about this whole phenomenon of Americans expatriating, people deciding enough is enough, I'm going to live overseas. And there are a lot of things to know about this. If you don't know much about that whole concept, you don't want to miss next week. I know it sounds crazy because we Americans, we think everything is so great and perfect here. But there are actually some places you can retire to that it will cost you less to live. You'll get access to equal or better health care for less money and a lot of other things that uh, I think you're going to be really surprised to hear. So we're looking forward to that next week. Also, as I mentioned on last week's show, and I want to just briefly mention it again, my bestseller, Credit Scoring Secrets, is now available I predicted last week that it would be available this last week, and it did uh, come online. I think it was on Thursday. So the audio version of that book is what I'm talking about. That book is available as an audio book now through audible.com. And there's kind of a special deal going where if you use a link, and I'll have to email this to you, so send me an email, jim at christianmoney.com. I can give you a link where if you're willing to do like a 30-day no-risk trial with Audible, you can get this for free, uh, the download of my uh, audio version. So if you're interested in that, contact me by email, jim at christianmoney.com. I'll give you the link. And if you're not already a member of Audible, you can do that 30-day trial And then you don't have to keep the membership. You can cancel it before you get billed, but that will give you a a, a chance to get my my book for free, the the, uh, audio version. And already quite a few sales of it. I'm really excited. I think I may have tapped into something. I love radio. I love uh, my radio show. Now it's streaming, so I guess it's not officially radio anymore, but a live streaming show. And then, of course, we're doing it as a podcast. We're uploading it as a podcast. And now we just added this last week, iHeartRadio. 
So we're on so many platforms now. And I noticed as we added iHeartRadio, we had so many more downloads this week. So it's really getting exciting to see this all growing. And I've been doing more and more live video broadcasting. And I'm going to be doing something this week. And I didn't want to mention it last week because it's it's going to be this week. I wanted to take last week to kind of get ready for it. So what we did here was I have the studio now all set up to do basically like a television broadcast. And I did several videos in the last couple of weeks right here from the radio studio slash converted into a TV studio. We've got the TV lights. I've got a, a neat uh, HD TV behind me with uh, graphics and all of that. But here's what I've done. I have it set now so that I'll be able to flip the switch and go live with video. And what's going to happen is it's not going to be just on Facebook, but it's going to be integrated so it'll be on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of, all of my social platforms. So what's going to happen is I'll have theoretically access to like 25,000 viewers that will be able to watch me live, which is pretty cool when you think that I'm doing this from a spare bedroom in my house here in Palm Coast, Florida. So that's super exciting. That's coming online. I also, I have an online feud going right now with Barbara Streisand. Uh, yes, uh, here's the deal. And, and uh, if you want to go to Twitter, you can see what's happening with Barbara Streisand and James L. Paris over there. Uh, Barbara Streisand uh, posted a what was supposed to be a humorous cartoon, um, which was Nancy Pelosi's high heel shoe impaling Donald Trump. Ha, ha, ha. But we're not supposed to uh, be violent, right? We're supposed to be tolerant. And uh, Twitter doesn't allow violence, does it? Except if it's violence uh, promoted against a conservative, which is what's going on there. So I, I went to Barbara Streisand's. I read the article about her posting this. I went to her uh, Twitter page, and I just typed, wow, what tolerance. That's all I posted. And something like 330 people have now liked my response to Barbara Streisand. It's trending and a lot of people are retweeting it as well. So I may never get to go to a Barbara Streisand concert. I guess I don't really care, though. <laughs> so it's kind of fun on Twitter because you can go, you can take on anybody. And it's just sickening when you see what uh, the liberals are doing. And I know it's a joke, but it's still, you know what, in this environment, not something to joke about. Violence against the president of the United States. Okay, we continue to do the show without any commercials and so how do we do that we have a sponsor each week and tonight's sponsor is defendyourrights.us i've been a member of this service since 2001 and i i don't have time tonight to tell you all of the occasions that they have saved me but it is in the dozens if you need an attorney whether it's for something simple like getting your will done or something more complicated like an estate plan or you have a legal question or a legal problem, check this out because it is a really neat deal available in most areas for about $25 or less per month. 
You get unlimited access to attorneys. And I personally recommend it. I'm also, um, I receive compensation from them as a partner. So I do have a referral link, and this is my referral link. It is defendyourrights.us. Uh, covers traffic tickets, wills, all kinds of legal issues. And if you have a legal problem right now and you're looking for help, and we get the emails every day at christianmoney.com, people with legal questions, legal problems, and even just to talk to an attorney could be hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands of dollars just to get an opinion. Check this out. It's really neat. Tonight's sponsor, defendyourrights.us. Defendyourrights.us. Okay, again, if you're just tuning in, bottom of the hour in 21 minutes, our special guest, researcher and author Lisa Peace is here to talk about her book on the RFK assassination. Some really blockbuster information. Okay, let's get into the news. There is now a feud that has exploded between Hillary Clinton and Tulsi Gabbard. Now, Tulsi Gabbard is a name you may or may not be familiar with. Um, interesting that she has gotten very little traction in the uh, Democratic primary. Um, she is a former member of the National Guard, I believe, uh, she's in Congress uh, representing the state of Hawaii, but she really hasn't gotten much traction in, I mean, she's in the debates, um, but she's, she's sort of out on the fringe, like maybe she's not going to make the next cut. But in any case, uh, oddly enough, strangely enough, Hillary Clinton came out this week and accused her of basically being a Russian asset and made this bizarre prediction that the Russians are going to are going to help her with all of their online resources uh, to run as an independent and that she is uh, Vladimir Putin's pick uh, for president. And this is just erupted in a firestorm on the left. And it's made a lot of people really, the bigger question here is, what is going on with Hillary? So Hillary's on this book tour, and now she's talking to, you know, wanting Trump to be impeached. She's in the news now multiple times a day, and now she's come out and, and made this statement about Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know what's going on. Um, I, I have this feeling, and I was listening to Alex Jones today. He's been saying this for some months. I have this feeling that Hillary has stayed out of the fray and sort of used the current uh, Democratic uh, nominees as human shields and let them kind of battle it out. And she's going to pick, I don't know what the latest point would be that you could realistically get into this thing, but I think she's getting in. I mean, that's my only theory that makes any sense here but this is going to be a continuing big story uh and here's what's bizarre about it for me what is the deal about accusing people of being russian assets is that like a new thing so that was what trump was accused of uh supposedly uh russian collusion that whole narrative fell apart 
uh, you know, after the two and a half year investigation, Robert Mueller, none of that came to fruition. Now, Hillary's back at it, accusing Tulsi Gabbard of being uh, somehow a Russian asset. Uh, of course, a military veteran. Um, you know, it's it just bizarre. Even people on the left don't know what to make of it. Uh, the other story that continues to gain attention is Joe Biden continues to struggle to raise money. Uh, so we've still got, uh, what, what do we have? We have Elizabeth Warren is leading in the polls, uh, then followed by <laughs> Crazy Bernie. <laughs> and then we have um, uh, Joe Biden. But, but in terms of fundraising, Mayor Pete is actually number three in fundraising and and Joe Biden is down at like number 4 or number 5 uh in fundraising. So I don't know is is this is Hillary I I I keep saying this is asking this question is Hillary going to let Michelle Warren be the nominee? Uh I don't know. I just don't see, I'm sorry, Elizabeth Warren. What am I saying, Michelle? I'm thinking Michelle Obama. Is Michelle Obama getting into it? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think so. Um, but it's it's just bizarre how Hillary is behaving. And it, it, it really only adds up to one thing, that she's going to get in this thing. Okay, the other big story is Trump had announced this last week that he was going to have the G7 meeting which is going to be next summer he wanted to host that at the Doral Resort here in Florida and what the fake news media has not been reporting is that he has said all along that he was going to host this at cost so whatever the actual hard cost would be that's what he was going to do well, it what that wasn't good enough, and not only did he lose support of Democrats, uh, Democrats never supported to begin with, but but he lost support of a lot of his close Republican allies, in particular in the Senate, which is kind of concern, concerning because that's his impeachment firewall. So the Democrats were against this from the beginning. They were screaming. Uh, the emoluments clause, Trump's trying to make money out of being the president, all of that. And, and then the Republicans also stepped in and said, no, not a good idea. Probably not a good idea with all the issues going on. It doesn't seem like it's worth it. And so Trump, in a rare move, reversed himself. And there will not be a G7 summit at the Doral Resort in Florida. Uh, so that's another big story that you'll see uh, trending at the beginning of the week. And Mitt Romney, I have to tell you, Mitt Romney is back. Check out the uh, front page of Drudge. Mitt Romney is back trashing Trump, now publicly saying he may in fact vote to remove him from office if Trump is impeached. And I just have this this strong strong theory about Mitt Romney. And I said this from the beginning when he ran for Senate. I think that Mitt Romney is angling somehow to become president one way or another. I would not be the least bit surprised if he tries to challenge Trump in the primary, but maybe it's even a little bit more Machiavellian than that. Maybe what he's trying to do is to become president by way of 
Gerald Ford. You know, that is somehow through the removal of office of Trump, maybe Pence, that somehow he's able to um, get enough support on both sides of the aisle to be uh, put in the White House. Um, I don't know what the guy's thinking. Uh, Mitt Romney, he's 72 years old, multi-multi-millionaire, and uh, he just can't stop going after Trump. I don't know what his plan is. Of course, there's got to be something to this. And I think he wants to be president. I think that's what he's wanted all along. And, of course, he lost uh, to Obama. And now he wants another bite at the apple. Some way, one way or another, Mitt is going to try to get back into the White House, uh, get back into the race for the White House, whether it's a primary challenge, whether it's somehow hoping that uh, Trump gets impeached and somehow he gets into the White House that way. I just don't know what the guy's thinking. But he is now being used regularly uh, by CNN and the left-wing liberal media as the token Republican that is now siding with all of the uh, Democrats. Anything negative about Trump, let's call Mitt and Mitt weighs in, uh, and then you've got the headline, even the Republicans, quote-unquote, are agreeing with this position of the Democrats. And uh, Mitt is the uh, faithful Republican to join in with the Democrats to make those headlines possible. So the guy's got something up his sleeve. I don't trust him, and uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know if you had a chance this week to see any of the explosive videos from Project Veritas, these undercover videos that uh, were filmed inside of CNN. It was largely what I expected, but like I said on last week's show, it was no surprise to hear CNN producers admitting that they're basically uh, doing things for ratings they're ignoring all the other news. Let's make it all about impeachment. We're really, we're really liberal. We're really left-leaning, but yet we have to present ourselves as not being that. All of that I expected. None of that surprised me. I, I have to tell you, though, there was just something about seeing them admit it that just, I don't know, it, it just made me nauseous to see them admit it. And maybe, maybe you just looked at it and yawned. You know, I don't know. I, I'm hearing from a lot of people that CNN's credibility has been even more damaged. If it couldn't be any more damaged, uh, it was further damaged. And according to Project Veritas, the best is yet to come. We are expecting more undercover videos to come out this week uh, re exposing even more about CNN. So so let's see what happens. I, I really enjoyed watching those videos. Kudos to Project Veritas. Uh, great job. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you agree or disagree. I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, jim at christianmoney.com. Did the videos in any way have an effect on you? Or was it just yawn? That's what I expected. You know, I thought I would have that reaction. You know, yawn. This is what I thought would happen. But I don't know, just, just watching people say it, uh, admitting to it, it, it just, I don't know, it just made it 
more real to me. Because you always have that just little, maybe that little tiny bit of doubt in your mind. Like maybe the people at CNN, as wacky as they are, as far off the deep end as they are, maybe they themselves think they're doing real news. Maybe somehow in their world, in their warped mind, they actually think they're doing a good thing. They're doing real news. You kind of have that tiny, tiny doubt. But then when you see these videos, you're like, no, no, I, I get it. This is all a big show. It's, it's all about ratings and sensationalism and about uh, all negative Trump all day, 24-7. It's no longer news. So it was a little bit uh, nauseating to actually see that and uh, looking forward to more of those videos to come. I don't know about you. Sometimes I'll watch, I, I do watch CNN and I listen to it on the TuneIn app sometimes. I, I almost find it, I, I know this will sound weird, I almost find it entertaining listening to the gymnastics that they go through. <laughs> And the breath, the breathlessness over Trump. I mean, it, it's like you, you can't believe that it's real, but, and I'll tell you what, it's, it's funny. I listen to it because it's funny. I watch the, a lot of the shows because I think they're hilarious, especially when you get to like Don Lemon at 10 o'clock Eastern. I mean, I am laughing so hard. I can hardly watch it. It is so ridiculous. But it, it's enjoyable to watch it. It's I don't know. Is it's it's sort of a is straight. I can't look away. It's like a car wreck. I can't look look away. I wonder how many conservatives like me uh, just tune into CNN just because it's kind of weird in a fun way. <laughs> it's fun in a strange way to to watch it. To just watch these bizarre people. Uh, kind of like visiting the zoo and watching what the animals do. It's just kind of fun. Okay, Brexit. What's going on with Brexit? So Brexit is, uh, they're looking to try to ex uh, exit. The UK is exiting, of course, the European Union. Uh, they had a popular vote uh, two years ago uh, approving the referendum to leave the European Union although the details have yet to be hammered out. And so it looks like the latest on this is they've got a two-week extension. So they're looking to have something, uh, a deal to leave the EU, believe it or not, on Halloween. <laughs> October 31st is the, the target date for them to leave Brexit. And I have long predicted this, and I'll say it again tonight, because I haven't said it on the show in a while. Once the UK leaves the European Union, it's just a matter of time before the entire EU dissolves. This was not a good idea from the beginning. The whole idea was, my wife and I were talking about this at breakfast this morning. She said, why, why did they even do the EU? If you remember back in the day, this was all about if all of the European nations came together, they could somehow rival the United States. They could negotiate as one large group. Um, there was this idea, and there were also trade benefits between those nations and, um, you know, the elimination of borders, essentially, between those countries and, and all of that. And it sounded good. It sounded good. But the problem is ultimately this. 
you have several countries in the EU that just don't carry their weight. Uh, you know, look look at Greece, for example, uh, and all of their financial problems and how they're continually bailed out and how their population demands to retire in the 50s. I, I, they don't even work until 60 years of age. They've also got, uh, I don't know how many weeks of vacation, four, five, six weeks of vacation. So you have these um, weaker countries financially who are you know part of the deal and they're not carrying their weight and so if you're a stronger country like the uk why in the world do you want to be a part of that and so you know it's it's largely like they are subsidizing uh these weaker countries no doubt about it and i was telling my wife this is almost like what could happen here in the united states if uh, the, the financially um, solvent states like Florida, for example, we have a balanced budget. If we're someday required to bail out California or bail out Illinois or New Jersey or New York, if, if that happened, you know, I don't think we would do well. I, I don't think our, our union would stay together. I, I don't see people in the fiscally responsible states being willing to see their tax dollars go to the fiscally irresponsible states to bail out their pensions and their shortfalls and all of their nonsense and their open borders and all of that. I don't see that working here, and it's certainly not working in the EU. Now, the reason why Germany is, you know, Germany wants this all to stay together because they have largely... Um, you know, they're financially invested in a way that none of the other EU countries are. Uh, Germany is. And they stand to probably lose the most if this if the wheels come off this thing. So they're trying everything they can to keep this all together. I just don't see it staying together without the UK. It's, it's not a really a matter of if, it's a matter of when the European Union collapses. Now, that brings me into cryptocurrency. Uh, as our last topic before we get to our guest. John McAfee, over the weekend, raised his prediction of one single Bitcoin being a million dollars by 2020. He raised his prediction that one single Bitcoin would be worth $2 million by 2020. And he, he made a good point in, in this prediction, in this article. He points out that there are only 3 million Bitcoin left to be mined, that is, to be created through the mining process. We already know that the grand total of Bitcoin that can ever be created is 21 million coins. And we also know that there's at least 4, 5, 6 million Bitcoin that have been lost. Lost, and, and this is documented through all kinds of bizarre scenarios. We talked about one guy uh, who had lost a computer. He threw it away, <laughs> believe this or not, with thousands of Bitcoins on it. He threw it away. They even went to the garbage dump to search for it and never found it. This has happened. People over the years, especially when Bitcoin was at much lower prices, they just lost it. They, you know, deleted it from their computers and, and it's gone forever. So what McAfee says is this. If you just do the simple math and you look at what the theoretical demand would be for Bitcoin and the number of Bitcoin that will be available, which is not many. I mean, I've seen all kinds of mathematical calculations. There's not even enough Bitcoin so that every millionaire in the world could have one. 
there's not enough. So you start looking at it and you start looking at some of these calculations and it's not crazy. I mean, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around it. Okay, I'll be honest, a million dollar Bitcoin. But Bitcoin is percolating. Um, it is, you know, good support there at $8,000, presently trading at $8,220. So, you know, Bitcoin, is, it's, it's back on the move again. And, um, you know, one, one of the myths, I continue to preach this, continue to get this question. Okay, Jim, Bitcoin is at $8,200. How do I get involved if I don't have $8,200? My book, The 90-Minute Bitcoin Quick Start, explains this in detail. It's 10 bucks on Amazon. Believe me, I'm not making any money from a $10 little book. I, I wrote it for you to be able to have this as a guide to get started with Bitcoin without being scammed. But you can get started with Bitcoin with $10. I even have a whole chapter on my book on how to get Bitcoin for free. There's some ways through different affiliate programs you can get free Bitcoin. So check out my book. It's on Amazon. It's going to be the next one probably that I record. Um, that one and then How to Pray for a Financial Miracle. But the book is the 90-minute Bitcoin quick start. It's on Amazon. I believe the um, the ebook version is only like 5 bucks, And then the printed out version, you know, the paperback is only 10 bucks. So check that out, the 90-minute Bitcoin quick start over at Amazon. All right, we'll take a one-minute break, refire the open. We'll be back with our special guest, Lisa Peace, as we talk about the RFK assassination. Stay tuned. We'll be back. <laughs> 